And we are back with another one previewing Colorado and USC. If you guys have been watching the channel, you guys know this is one where I've been talking about USC potentially being upset. And today we're going to break it down. But I got a special guest joining us today. Uh, and it's David that talks college or Colorado Buffs, right? David Tell talks everybody buffs. where they can find you. Tell them about your channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th thanks again for having me, Preston. Um, yeah, you can find me. I'm David. You can find me on X, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify. It's just David Talks Buffs. Same handle everywhere. But I'm talking buffs every day. Hey, there we go. All right. Sounds good. There you go. See, uh, some people tune into me, but then they realize there's actually content creators that push out Colorado content every day. I, I kind of <laughs> push out a couple teams, so uh, you know you kind of going to have to pick and through and find all the videos. But we got to talk about this USC and Colorado game because it's 11 a.m. game. I believe big noon kickoffs there this mm -hmm. week. Correct. Uh, again, which again they're going to milk that as much as they possibly can first year of coach prime but you got usc rolling in at 4-0 colorado coming off their first loss against oregon a, a pretty just it was a, it was an embarrassing loss i mean uh, we expected colorado to put up a little bit more of a fight than what they did but indeed uh, i mean oregon's just a really really good team and uh, the mm -hmm. pac-12 is really good this year so but you know usc they're gonna have a challenge and you know one of the things that i've really talked about with this game is the elevation change and how quick both offenses and defenses, well, specifically USC's defense, likes to run. Uh, being having Alex Grinch formerly here at Oklahoma, I understand how the speed D works and how quickly a Lincoln Riley offense runs. Uh, with that elevation change, you would expect that's going to be a factor in USC not being able to get these guys as much rest or quickly rest them on the bench like they normally would. So it's going to be a challenge for Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans, and I think it's one that Coach Prime, Sean Lewis, they're ready to throw in front of them. But I kind of want to hear your thoughts, your initial thoughts around this game and kind of what you expect the outcome might be. All right, well... <laughs> Uh, this is a funny game for us, Preston, because uh, I'll just preface my, my breakdown with this. Right now, my buffs are 0-16 all-time against USC. It is, it is so important for us to get this upset. <laughs> like, I just want to get to 1-16, you know, before we send them off into the Big Ten um, and, and all that. In my preseason prediction, this was a, a game that I did have the Buffs losing. Um, not to say that there's not some things that could go in our favor. Not to say that there's not things that um, you know we can do effectively in order to get an upset. Um, but in order to do that, we're going to have to play our cleanest football game, our most complete football game that we've seen yet today by far. And when you're talking about the elevation and the game time, this is something that could kind of help the buffs pull off this upset uh, because USC, like you said, they're not used to this sort of elevation. We're about 5,300 uh, feet, a little bit North of that above sea level, a little bit more than uh, where you would find uh, Denver sitting at, you know, 5,280 mile high. And the, the other thing is that USC has played in a lot of these evening time slots so far afternoon, evening, Last week was their first road game against Arizona State. And as you know, that was uh, Pac-12 after dark. Now they're coming in having to play a game with, with their body clock at 9 a.m., you know, Pacific time. 
CU's used to this time slot. We've paid, we've played in this 10 a.m. Mountain Time uh, time slot three games now. Um, this will be our third game. Yes, because it was TCU, Nebraska, and now uh, USC. So this is something that we do have. Um, we, we are comfortable doing, and. I'm going to be interested to see when the team flies out here because Nebraska flew out here Friday, you know, late Friday morning. And I don't, that just was not enough time to get acclimated. I don't think, you know, when CU really started pulling away um, in that second half, I mean, again, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. You know, you're taking less than 24 hours in altitude and then you're going to play. Uh, you're going to gas out a little bit quicker than, you know, the buffs. So that could be something that works out uh, in, in the buffs favor, but man, we definitely have a, uh, a challenge ahead of us. And uh, if we can show some improvement in some areas, uh, I, I think we could, um, you know, definitely pull off the upset, but again, it's going to take us playing better than uh, we played all year. No, a hundred percent agree there. And I think one of the biggest things you have to look at is how much this USC team is going to rely on Caleb Williams to be able to not only throw the ball, to be, to be able to use his feet. I get it. They've got Lloyd coming in from South Carolina, who's rushed it for 349 yards on 39 carries. But my take for USC is Caleb Williams is going to get tired. And yep. we've seen him get tired in other instances when he was in Oklahoma. So I'm curious to see if he's going to be able to keep up. My deal is here on the defensive side of the ball for USC. They are the 69th ranked defense in the country. And although some people might say, hey, that's an improvement from where they were, <laughs> it's kind of inflated. I mean, you've played bad teams. And let's be honest, last week you did not beat an Arizona State team like you should. You should have been glad that that game was really late into the evening so that national people couldn't see it. Now, I am not naive to say, hey, Colorado's defense is atrocious. I mean, they're number 125th in the country out of 130 teams. So they're not good either. My deal mm -hmm. is here, this is a typical Lincoln-Riley game to lose. Here at Oklahoma, <laughs> get it all the time. He would let teams like Colorado be in this game way longer than they should be. And mm -hmm. honestly... With a quarterback like Shadur Sanders, who is pretty dang good, uh, your passing defense, if your USC is allowing 377 yards a game, although the Colorado Buffaloes don't have Travis Hunter to be a weapon on the mm -hmm. offense, they've still got Jimmy Horn and Xavier Weaver and other guys like that. And this is a game where I expect US or Colorado to really find themselves in the running game. You're playing a USC team that's just not good on that side of the ball. You need to establish it there. That is one of the biggest pain points of this Colorado team. And if they would have had a run game last weekend against Oregon, the blowout might have not happened as much as or as big as we thought it would. Maybe Colorado only loses that game by 14. Yep. But the fact that they don't have a run game established and they have to rely on that passing game it makes it crucial this week for them to get that established and gain some confidence there on that side of the ball when they're going up against a poor USC defense. So I don't know what your take there is on the run game for Colorado, but that's probably been one of the biggest pain points for Colorado fans this season to watch. 
Yes, you are totally right, Preston. Uh, and we do have uh, some good news r- regarding the run game. So the, the first thing is that, um, you know, our top back, Alton McCaskill, hasn't really played uh, coming off that ACL tear a year and a half ago. Uh, freshman, offensive player of the year in the AAC with Houston a couple years back. Big bat, can pass protect. He kind of runs a little upright, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, similar running style to Adrian Peterson, you know, I'd say it's kind of upright, but uh, has great vision, can pass, protect, catch. He can do everything. Uh, We saw him get in in the fourth quarter last week, just to kind of start getting comfortable. I am hopeful that we're going to see him more because again, we haven't been able to run the ball. Like you've said, if we can just get a half decent running game going, and I'm talking about, man, even like three and a half yards of carry to just take a little bit of pressure off of Shador, keep the defense a little bit more honest, it's going to allow us to do some more creative uh, things with play calling. But yeah, it, Oregon, we are hoping to see um, some different creative running schemes. And I think that game just got got way out of hand uh, for us you know, too quickly. And we might've gotten away from doing some of the things that we intended to come in and do, but nonetheless, this is a time for us to really stress the importance of uh, running the ball because Shador has been the most hit quarterback in FBS football. You know, his father is not okay with that. I would not be surprised. Keep an eye on this Preston to see um, an offensive lineman or two, uh, a new new ones shuffled into the starting lineup. We do have some bigger guards that have been sitting on the bench um, that I would like to get some looks. Um, So again, the interior line, it's going to be really important to get a little bit of um, success and confidence there. And then also with, uh, you know, McCaskill coming back, one thing that I and a lot of other people I've been asking for is doing some two back sets where we have Alt McCaskill back there, Dylan Edwards, you know, our fantastic true freshman running back. Um, He's a little smaller, 170 pounds, but has great speed. You can kind of do some interesting things with them, you know, whether splitting him in the slot. He played the slot a lot in high school. We haven't seen him line up there at all yet. Um, So I think we've left a lot on the table when it comes to uh, some different jet sweeps using motion. You know, using motion can help kind of get USC out of position, uh, as we've seen with the Alex Grinch defense um, shifting constantly, you know, before the snap. Sometimes it works to their advantage, other times disadvantage. And uh, Sean Lewis coming from a, a, a running centric background at Kent State. I think we've been waiting to see a little bit more emphasis put on the run. I think, like you said, now's the time uh, to incorporate a little bit of that because we need to have a chance. We uh, or in order to have a chance, we need to run the ball a, a little bit, control the clock a little bit. Yeah, because that's USC's biggest pain point, right? They score so quickly that, as you've seen with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, a K-State team easily beats easily beats Oklahoma because they can control that time of possession. And that's the key to beat a Lincoln Riley team. You know, let the offense score really quickly Keep that defense out on the field, gas them, because they don't have the guys to rotate. They don't have the competitive depth there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's the recipe for an upset on a Lincoln-Riley team. So, 
I'm going to give three keys here to what I think Colorado needs to do to win this game. Obviously, we talked about it. Establish the run game. This is not only going to help you in this game, it's going to help you in the future. You're coming up in a schedule where you're going to have to play two, I would say, down teams, Arizona State and Stanford, before you have to go play UCLA and Oregon State, where you could potentially split that matchup one and two. And then you get to go play Arizona. I, I, at the beginning of the season, I thought Washington State would be an easy win for Colorado. It's Same. not looking like that anymore. Cameron Ward right. is looking really good. So you've got to be able to establish that running game to be able to get at least Arizona State, Stanford, and Arizona. Get those three wins to get you to bowl eligibility. Then you don't have to really worry about the Oregon States, the Washington States, and the Utahs. You don't mm-hmm. have the schedule that USC has. You don't have those giants in front of you. So that's going to be it. You got to get that run game established. Secondly, I want to see what the secondary looks like outside of Travis Hunter being on the field. They have now had not only a game without him, but they've had a whole nother week to prepare and maybe get Cormani a little bit more up to speed into that defense. The deal is with Coach Prime's just absolute pure genius at that position because that's literally what it is. He's a Hall of Famer. I expect that he's going to have game plan, a game plan specifically tailored to maybe even giving Caleb Williams a too high safety look, which we know Caleb Williams has not been successful in the past against giving him a too high safety look to maybe try to bring him outside of the pocket and running that ball a little bit or just throwing it into the safety's arms. Additionally, you you mentioned it a little bit ago, the offensive line for Colorado. They have to protect Shadur Sanders you've got to be able to give him a little bit more time in the pocket because you can't have him scrambling for his life every single time you do those three things or you do two out of the three you probably win this game against mm-hmm. USC yeah yeah I, I think it's a it's it's huge to see how the secondary performs uh, with their wide receivers like you know Branch and uh, actually uh, Brendan Rice is making his return to to Boulder, having started out his career uh, at, at CU, being a Mel Tucker uh, recruit, but yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge for us without Travis Hunter back. Um, Travis J, I believe, has been working his way back from a knee injury. So uh, last week was his first look, um, or you know, live game experience of the year. Uh, transfer from Florida State. Uh, Omari and Cooper has been playing, uh, I think, pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be important for us to take advantage of USC's offensive line. <laughs> Neither of these offensive lines are great. And I think uh, I think whoever gets the better offensive line play will likely win this game. Um, and uh, another thing in the secondary to just keep an eye on, I don't know how much outside of like CU circles this is being talked about, but um, I believe Shiloh had to go to the hospital this weekend uh, with a kidney injury after the Oregon game. So I'm not sure if he is going to play either, which will be a massive loss uh, for our secondary. Be on the lookout for um, FCS All-American or All-Conference. Roderick Ward, transfer from Southern Utah University. Uh, He's gotten a little bit of looks. Uh, but man, we we really need him to step up in Shiloh's place, as well as the return of uh, our star, uh, our starting star uh, position player, transfer from Arkansas, Miles Slusher. So, 
having some of those guys come in and fill in could be really helpful. I think safety is our deepest position group that we have uh, right now outside of wide receivers. So, um, you know, at least it's that position. If we're having to replace somebody, it's there. But uh, I I think it's going to be very crucial for us to uh, generate some turnovers. You know, um, you know, we, we, we have not been able to stop our our opponents from scoring outside of Nebraska, but we have generated turnovers every uh, game. Uh, We did get Bo Nix, you know, to give up his first turnover of the year. Uh, maybe that can be the case for Caleb Williams, but uh, that's going to need to need to happen in order to have a chance. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. And that's a it's a pretty sad deal to hear about with Shiloh Sanders. Hopefully, he is okay and yeah. can get back on the field soon because he is an integral part of what Colorado is able to do in that secondary. So uh, we will be keeping an eye out for that. So, what is your score prediction for the game? <laughs> Man, I haven't even thought about a, a score prediction yet, Preston. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this because um, <laughs> I guess I'll go from the betting line. If I'm approaching it as like I did my preseason predictions, I think USC gets the win. I do think we cover the spread, especially at home. I think this team will play much better here at home. And I think we had three very emotional weeks of football to start off the season. Not that that's making an excuse. We got our butt whooped, but um, you know, the, we might have just emptied the tank after having back to back to back very emotional weeks and battles. I'm hoping for a bounce back this week from my buffs. I will say, if uh, if if they get the win, um, I think they're gonna pull away in the fourth quarter, man. Um, I, I think they're going to catch UFC kind of you know, kind of off balance, so to speak. So I'll, I'll go to say either USC covers or uh, CU's winning by a touchdown or above. <laughs> that, that's right. the prediction I'll give you. Well, I'm going to stick to my guns that I've had all season with this team. And although I didn't see, well, I said it. Colorado could go three. No, I didn't necessarily predict it, but yeah. I did say, this would be an upset game. And I did say, okay. everybody should watch out. So I'm going to say it. Colorado 52, USC 48. That's oh what I got. It's, it's, it's a shootout. It's a shootout. That's that's what these games are for Lincoln Riley. And I know this Lincoln Riley team all too well. And until they can show me they can do otherwise, this is going to be my outcome. It's just like Texas. I'm looking at this Texas and KU game, which I think you guys could see up here a little bit. I have a hard time believing Texas is going to beat KU in DKR this week. Lance Leipold is undefeated there, and uh, this has just been the thorn in Texas' side, the Kansas Jayhawks. So although I'm not sure if I'm going to pick Kansas to upset, to upset Texas this weekend, it's damn hard not to. So, But I am going to stick with my upset pick here with Colorado Buffaloes over USC. Let's go. We need that energy. We need, uh, again, it – Looking at the season, um, you know, prior to the start of it, this was like my most important games were uh, Nebraska. And then the the next most important to me is this USC game. Like getting this win, I think will be, uh, you know, so validating um, again. But we have a lot of work uh, to do in order to get to this. We have to limit penalties. Um, we had 12 penalties last week, 10 the week before. Um and then we have to limit 
um, you know, our own turnovers and mistakes as well. So uh, if we can play our best coach football, uh, like you just uh, said, I think we can get the win, you know, and uh, I, I think uh, hopefully the, the crowd, I'll be at the game on Saturday. You know, we, we, uh, we play our part in helping rattle Caleb Williams and the rest of the, the USC Trojans uh, football team. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So, all right. Well, go ahead and tell everybody before we let you go, where can they find you one more time? Yeah, again, I uh, really appreciate you, Preston. Um, again, your videos, uh, watching yours kind of inspire me to get out here. I found you through all the all the CU recruiting videos. So it's, uh, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, again, you can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Twitter X at David Talks Buffs. I'm pretty much talking buffs every day. Um, my my thing for my platform is I just want to talk with a bunch of people. So if you come to my channel, you'll also uh, be exposed to a ton of different content creators as well, whether it's from here in the local Denver area or, um, you know, all over the country. So uh, please, please be sure to hop in um, and, and let me know if you came from uh, Preston's channel. That would mean a lot. Now, the question is, do you have plans to expand outside of Colorado Buffs football? Do you plan to talk about Denver Nuggets basketball or anything like that? You know, I would like to, man. Um, I tested it a little bit over the summer. It's kind of a hard time to, to try to talk NBA sometimes during the offseason. I was doing that with a friend for a little bit, but he ended up just not having time. So I think eventually I'd like to start breaking out, branching out, doing some more things. But as you know, um, if there's one football team that is full of content uh, to talk about every day, it is uh, it is the CU Buffs. So uh, right now I'm I'm staying plenty busy. Um, I think I've already pushed out over 400 videos. I think so. Um, you know we're going to continue to uh, to focus on that for now. But it definitely is something uh, coming up. I think at some point in the future, talking some other Denver sports. All right. Sounds good. Hey, well, we really appreciate you coming on. If you guys haven't already, you guys know what to do. The housekeeping. Make sure you hit that like button. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, leave me five stars. Give me a review. If you haven't already, you just need to go ahead and subscribe because you just want to be a part of what we're doing out here. But we will, I guess, see you on Sunday or Monday when we're figuring out whether I'm right or not on this prediction. <laughs>